the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Question, what's your vocation? I've got an answer, and we'll tell it to you next on Times of Refreshing. Carpenter to doctor to homemaker. There are a variety of vocations out there, job descriptions. But at the end of the day, there is one job description that if you find yourself in Christ, you fall under this job description. You are a sower. That's right, a sower. We'll talk about that today here on Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from The Well a Christian community in Livermore, California. We're in Luke chapter 8, verses 4 through 15, as we take a look at our heavenly vocation, our Christian calling, if you will. Here's Pastor Napoleon with today's program. God has given us his holy canon to help us through life. And we can't just see this book as a rule book. It's a guide book. God guides us through life and he teaches. Now, obviously, there's rules in here, but it's a guidebook. He wants to guide us through life and help us to make sound decisions. Right now, people are looking for answers. And the Word of God um, is there for it, but how, how, do we, how do we use it? Saints, people are dying right now and they are going to hell. That is the stark reality. People can say it doesn't exist. People can say this. But the reality is, it's happening every day. And Jesus died to to give us an opportunity to experience salvation. I don't know about you, and I don't know how you feel about it, but I'm not going to hell. I made my mind up. I'm not going to hell. And I'm not going to play around. I'm not even going to play around with it. I want to be right with God. And one of the problems that we have in church is we don't talk about hell enough to let people know this isn't a joke. Life isn't a joke. This is serious. But God wants to make us sowers. He wants to partner with us so that we become sowers in his vineyard. Okay, so that's the title of my message. I am a sower. Look at your neighbor and tell him, I am a sower. Jesus, in Luke chapter 8, he gives a parable in verse 4. And it says here, When a great multitude had gathered, and they had come to him from every city, he spoke by a parable. A sower went out to sow his seed. And as he sowed, some fell by the wayside. And it was trampled down, and the birds of the air devoured it. Some fell on on rock. And as soon as it sprang up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. But others fell on good ground, sprang up, yielded a crop, 
a, a hundredfold. When he had said these things, he cried, He who has ears to hear, he says, let him hear. Then he says here in, in verse 11, let's go down to verse 11 because this is where he explains this natural story that reveals a spiritual principle. Okay? He gives you something natural that has spiritual implications and is a spiritual reality. And so this is what he does with his parables. And he says in verse 11, now this, now, now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. Those by the wayside are the ones who hear. Then the devil comes and takes away the word out of their hearts. Lest they should believe and be saved. But the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear, receive the word with joy. And these have no root. Who believe for a while. And, and in time of temptation, they say, it says here, they fall away. Now the ones that fell among thorns are those who, when they have heard, go out, go out and are choked with cares, riches, and pleasures of life, and bring no fruit to maturity. But the ones that fell on the good ground are, the, are those who, having heard the word with a noble and good heart, keep it and bear fruit with patience. So we have to understand that God is looking for us to be sowers. He wants us to take the word of God and he wants us to sow seeds in the hearts of men. But then he gives us characteristics, heart conditions that we're going to deal with on a day-to-day basis as we're getting out. Right now, there's all kinds of stuff going on in the world. People are looking for answers. Well, it's our job to go out and begin to sow. People are asking questions. They're trying to figure out what's going on in life. They're trying to figure out what's happening. What is going on in my life? Well, our job is to partner with the Lord. And he says here in verse 11, now the parable is this, the seed is the word of God. Now, I have to understand that what's going to help a person get saved or come to God is, is the word of God. We are born again by the incorruptible seed of the word of God. It's not my looks it's not my programs. It's not how, you know, how my church looks. It's not all this stuff. What's going to help a person truly get converted is the seed of the word of God. The sower sows the what? Word. The sower sows the word. It's not my coolness. It's not my haircut. It's not my dress. It's not the smoke. It's not how I dim the lights in the service. It's not how I, you know, how I, you know, all this stuff we placed in front of the word. And we have so many phylacteries and, and all these other things. That, and we think that that's going to be attractive. But the person whose heart is right, they just want the word of God. It's the reason why we, you know, we get in and we get out. We, we're here. We want to... Preach the word of God, and then we want the Holy Spirit to do his job, but we're giving people what they want. So stop thinking that it's some of your creativity and ingenuity and your smarts and your wittiness and your all this other stuff that's going to bring somebody to Christ. 
It's the seed of the word of God. Amen. And as God deals with them to prepare their heart, the seed is going to fall on good ground and it's going to produce. We have to stop getting so frustrated because somebody doesn't give their life to Christ the first time we talk to them. I've learned in this business, been around it for a lot of years now, over 20 years now. I've been doing it. I understand that you can sow a seed and you just let it, let it do its job. I don't have to bug them. I don't have to follow them around. You at church today? Now, we want people to go to church. But ultimately, I want people to find Jesus. And I'm partnering with Jesus. So we have to stop getting so frustrated. Understand where people's hearts are at. And if a person's heart is bad, they're not going to receive what you have to say. And so keep in mind that it's the seed of the Word of God. How can I plant the seed of the Word of God when I don't know it? We as a church, we have to continue to, to grow and mature and learn our Bibles. Get into the Word of God. So when you're having conversations... With individuals, scriptures come out, the word of God comes out, the wisdom of God, the knowledge of God, the insight of God, the ways of God, the thoughts of God begin to spew out of your mouth when you're talking to people. And it's all through the word of God. It doesn't mean that you have to preach a, 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 a whole sermon to them. Because some of us, we want to preach so bad. We just, you, hey, you don't have to talk to them for 50 minutes. Sometimes it's a simple word that is inspired by God through you that is going to have an impact on a person's life. So what we have to do is realize the word of God is the seed. It's not all this stuff. John the Baptist, when he came on the scene, he was eating wild locusts and honey, and he had a leather girdle around his waist, and he would look like a crazy man. We would have kicked him out of the church. He didn't look the part, but he had the message to change lives. Can I have an amen, y'all? And so what we want to do is we want to be that kind of people that the word of God comes for. It says that the apostle Paul's bodily presence was weak and his speech was contemptible. He didn't look powerful. He didn't look like a preacher, the apostle Paul. He looked frail. But when he spoke, God honored his speech and he, he wrote 13, some say 14 books in this holy canon. We got to stop thinking it's in all this stuff. It's not. It's the word of God. Stop thinking that. And then also we have to stop thinking that, that, uh, that our image is more important than the word of God. This is important too because we invest so much time on the optics. But we don't know this. This is where the power's at. It's not in the optics. Can I have an amen, y'all? And so he says here in verse 11, now the parable is this, the seed is the word of God. Now look at verse 12. Those by the wayside are the ones who hear, then the devil comes and takes away the word out of, out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. And so understand that when we're sowing the word of God, that the devil is also trying to sow seeds. He's trying to steal that which God through us is, is sowing. And so 
while you're talking to a person, the devil also, as soon as they leave. Man, my heart was really touched in the service. But as soon as you walk out the door, the devil's going to tell you, oh, that wasn't for you. That wasn't a good message. He doesn't understand. That bald head God don't understand. He doesn't understand you. You know, that's not the, you know, that's not the kind of message you heard at your old church. So don't believe that. And then he'll start saying all kinds of stuff to try to discredit what is being said so he can steal it out of your heart. These people are just being judgmental. These people, though, they don't really like you. They don't, they don't get you. You're different. You're a free spirit. <laughs> the devil be talking, man. You're a free spirit. They just don't understand. They're trying to control you. They're trying to control you. And the devil will come off and he'll start saying all this stuff to try to steal. It's amazing. You have a great service. You feel good. And you get in the car and have an argument. Where were y'all arguing over where you're going to eat? <laughs> you argued over. You had a beautiful service. The presence of God filled you. Oh, Lord, I'm free. Oh, Lord. Where are we going to dinner? I want to go here. I want to go there. I want to go. Now you're fighting in the car. It's the devil. He's trying to steal the seed that was sowed in our hearts. We have to realize that when we're ministering to people, when I'm preaching, when you're talking to people, that the devil wants to rip people off from the seed that was sown in their hearts. He wants to steal it from them. And that's his goal. So you have to be very careful about what you're listening to, what you accept when it comes across your screen. We have to say, no, 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 devil, you're lying. And I don't receive that. And for us as saints, when we're ministering to people, we have to keep in mind that you may give, man, you may preach the best message you've ever preached. Or you may minister to somebody and pour out your whole heart. And then don't become frustrated when they don't respond the way that you want them to respond. Because you're doing your job, but the devil's doing his job too. Their heart condition is the question. He says this in verse 13, but the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear, receive the word with joy. These have no root, who believe for a while, and in time of temptation, it says here, they fall away. And so the ones that, are, that, are, that hear the word of God, but their hearts are stony, what happens is people hear it and they get excited. Woo, you telling me that Jesus died for my sins? Yes. Are you telling me that Jesus, he's going to change my life? Yes. Are you telling me that he's going to clean me up? Yes. And they like all the good stuff. But, but you told me that I got to die every day? Yes. <laughs> every day. You got to die to yourself. You mean I got to take, you, you mean I can't talk to Junebug no more? Nope. You got, you got to lose his number. You got to get, you can't, you can't, you got to, if you want to be free, you got to be real free. You got to be free. Jesus is trying to clean you up. He didn't just die to take you and bring you to himself. He died to take you, bring himself, and then clean you up. 
to bless you, to heal you, to deliver you, to set you free completely. Well, that means that you have to give up some things too. That means you got to walk by faith. That means you got to repent of your sin. That means that you got to lay your life down for him. That means you got to give up some stuff that you want so that you can truly embrace his purpose for your life. The purpose where you were really were born, he wants to reveal that to you. You got to be willing to give that. Oh, I don't know about that. Then when temptation, he says, when temptation comes, because now the devil's going to come and whisper to you, oh, you don't need to do that. Why do you want you to give that up? There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. What do you mean he said you can't have sex until you get married? He's tripping. That's what the devil is. He don't understand because he married. He's got a wife. He don't get it. Well, I don't just, I don't just love her for sex. You better ask somebody. Can I have an amen, y'all? But that's what the devil does. He'll start talking. He'll start talking. And when temptation comes, because a person doesn't have a good root system, they're not grounded. They haven't given fully up. It said, man, whatever it takes, I'm going to walk with Jesus. I don't care if I got to be single. I don't care if God want me to put this down. I don't care if I got to stop this. I don't care if I got to be something. I don't care. I want God in my life, and I don't care. I want God. But saints, what happens, what happens is people, they get excited when they hear the good stuff. Everybody follow Jesus for the fishes and the loaves. Every follow, everybody followed Jesus when, when he was healing bodies. But when he started headed to the cross and it started getting a little heavier and it started getting weightier and it started requiring a little bit more, people start leaving Jesus. And so for us, we have to see this. When we're ministering to people, some people will get excited and they get happy. But you have to remind them you got you to consider the cost if you're going to walk with Jesus. Because it's not always going to be a good road. It's not always going to feel good. You're not always going to be happy. And everything's not always going to go your way. And you're going to have demons that are trying to take you out. You're going to have coworkers that hate you. And you're going to have family members that don't like you anymore. You're going to have children that say you done lost your mind. You're going to have, you're going to have uh, husbands and spouses and, and wives. And you're going to have all kinds of stuff go wrong. It's called life. But yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. God knows how to help you through any circumstance. Can I have an amen, y'all? It's not going to be all rosy, but Jesus said he would be right there with you and walk us through any circumstance or situation. And so when we present the gospel, we have to tell people this. So that they understand it's not, it may not be perfect, but Jesus is going to be with you. And you're going to make it through anything. And so he said, these are the ones on the rock who hear it, receive the word with joy. They have no root. They believe for a while. And in the time of temptation, they just fall away. Look at verse 14. Now the ones that fell among thorns are those who, when they have heard, go out and are choked with the cares, 
with cares, riches, and pleasures of life and bring no fruit, he says, to maturity. Now, this is important also because what happens is people have it in their mind that walking with God is just a get-rich-quick scheme. How can God help me to get rich? And the cares of this life, the desires for other things, pleasure, riches, come in and it says choke the word. Now I like this. He says, and he says it here, I like it. He says, they bring and bring no fruit to maturity. So this tells me that these are the kind of people that hang around church and are churchy. And they know that they know the language. How you doing, brother? I'm blessed in the field. I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm doing good. You know, God is on the throne. I'm here too. Praise God. You know, they know the language and they 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 <laughs> and they talk a good game. But you never see them growing. They never bring forth fruit to maturity. But they know the language, but they're so consumed with the cares of this life and so consumed with riches, so consumed with pleasures. They're so consumed with making it big. They're so consumed with blowing up. They're so consumed with, you know, becoming popular and all those things that, that they never get mature, but they know some scriptures, And they know how to, you know, it's amazing. You watch some of these reward shows and, and the people get up on stage. And I just like to thank God for this. I just like to thank God. I want to thank God. Man, have you listened to your lyrics, man? God didn't tell you to sing that. But those are people, mama raised them in the church. So they know they better give God, they better say something about God. But God didn't inspire him to to be singing about that. Calling women this and I slept with this person and we shot this guy up and we we this and we that. God didn't inspire you to, to do that. Some of these guys have become, they're becoming popular because they kind of, they're trying to, they did, they're trying to trick the church. Because they'll sing these songs that have a little bit of stuff about God on them. Then the rest of the songs they got, they're talking about how many women they slept with. Then they get up and they say, well, look at God, you know. I just, and people, and then they, they try to grab some people from the church so they can get money from them. And then grab people from, you can't do both. Now, I'm just saying this because if you're going to be doing that and living foul and talking about how many women you slept with and how much drugs you took and and all this other crazy stuff, God's not in that. Now, I'm not saying that you got to, you know, sing every lyric as some spiritual lyric or anything. I'm just saying you can't say that God inspired you to do that. Now, this is important saying, hear me now, because what's happening is, is people are trying to use the church as a tool to get themselves on a secular platform. And the cares of this world 
and deceitfulness of riches. And I'm not, let's, let's get away from entertainment. Let's talk about on our jobs. We got all these scriptures in our room and in our cubicle. Can I preach this morning, y'all? Do y'all mind? This is important because if your whole pursuit is just to get riches, it's just to blow up and the cares of this world and all these other things, it will choke out your spiritual maturity. And God never designed for us to, re- to, to grow in God and remain babies for the rest of our lives. A production of the Well Christian Community, this has been Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. As we close out our time together today, we trust and pray our time together has encouraged you in Christ, has encouraged you in your walk and relationship with Him. If it has, we'd love to hear from you. Now, there are a couple of ways you can get a hold of us. By phone, of course, the easiest, 925-292-7800. Again, you can reach us at 925-292-7800. You're also welcome to write to us. Address your envelope to the Well Christian Community, 2333 Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore, California, the zip code 94551. Of course, you can always stop by our website. You can learn all about us at thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. You can even take advantage of a few links, one of which will take you to our Facebook page. Or if you're on Facebook, simply look for The Well Christian Community. Don't forget, as you visit our website, take a moment and drop us an email. Let us know you paid us a visit. You can also follow Pastor Napoleon, by the way, on Twitter. His address, at Napoleon Kaufman. All one word, at Napoleon Kaufman. We thank you for spending time with us again today and look forward to seeing you next time we get together as we continue looking at God's Word for times of refreshing. Until then, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life and may He bring you a peace that passes all understanding. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.